Welcome back to The Gathering Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Will. And on today's episode, we're covering a series uh, we put together uh, called Why Men Hate Going to Church. We got put onto this topic by listening to podcasts from The Art of Manliness, which is authored by Brett McKay. It's uh, podcast 253, Why Men Hate Going to Church, where he interviewed the author of a book called Why Men Hate Going to Church, David Murrow. Yeah, and so David uh, wrote this book, um, not just based off his own experiences, but also, you know, talking with a lot of other men who don't go to church and um, some of those reasons why. And I think overall, it does discuss um, kind of the feminization of church, which uh, is, I think, more than evident if you look at at church today. And uh, but more specifically, chapter ten discusses the twelve things men fear about church. And so we're going to cover those twelve things starting today. Yeah, so we're back again for another week. And just to touch uh, what we've already gone off of, part one, we discussed the fear, I'll hate church like when I was a kid. Uh, Part two, we discussed the fear of losing control. Um, Part three, or fear number three, was I'll get stuck with some weirdo. Fear number four, is he gay? Fear number five, if I become a Christian, I'll become soft. And part six, fear six, today's episode, church is tough on single guys. And so we're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to jump into that. I, I really wanted to have a, a guest appearance today, uh, but due to lack of uh, planning <laughs> uh, with everything else that's going on and uh, uh in the community and in our lives right now, uh, that didn't happen. But I don't know if it's totally on you because you did try to call him. I did try to call him like two minutes ago. Like, yeah, it was it was about two minutes ago, and I was just gonna patch that call in, but uh, wouldn't answer. Apparently, he's too good to answer his phone when I call. So, um, anyway, so let's dive in to fear number six. Single guys ages 18 to 35 are the demographic least likely to attend church, and we don't make it easy on them. I have a number of single church-going buddies who describe the subtle pressure they feel to settle down and get married. One friend of mine, a single man in his 30s, says that matrons of the congregation are constantly asking if he's got a girlfriend. He's even had one offer to be his matchmaker. And since there are so few eligible bachelors in his church, going to a singles meeting feels like walking into a room full of bees with honey smeared on your face. Becoming a Christian also means that one must bring sexual life into line with scriptural standards. Thanks to their high levels of testosterone, young men generally have a higher sex drive than young women. They fear that if they were to become Christ followers, they would not be able to contain the fire that burns within. So, really quick, I just want to 
point out that he, what he's saying is that the fear is that he, these guys are afraid to have a girlfriend. Like <laughs> that, that's what that's what he makes it sound like. Is you know he, the the fear is that he's walking into a room of bees with honey smear on his face. Doesn't, you know, doesn't I, that I sound tell you, like? I tell you what, I have that fear all the time. Am I going to go into this room? And just be smothered by beautiful women who <laughs> who want to settle down with me, and I'm married, and that still had no. That has never. Like, how is that a fear? Ever been a fear of mine, especially so you're a single man. That would seem like it's the the opposite <laughs> of of what you're concerned about. Sure, sure. So I I think the the fear here, uh, and again, I. I I can't say I qualify in this category simply because I did get married at a rather young age. Um, I was, I want to say it was right before my 21st birthday that my wife and I started dating and um, we got married. Gosh, I think I was, it was the month before I turned 22. So um, yeah, we were, I was young, um, mm-hmm. so I, I can't really say that I've experienced this too much, um, if at all, really. But I think really what he's he's getting to is that, you know, I think single guys want to go to church without facing the pressures of people expecting them to settle down and get married, right? Sure. So I, I think it's so embedded in our culture that you – you know, you need to, you grow up, you earn your vocation and you get married and have children. Well, that's, that might be society's way or, um, a cultural way or even a particular, you know, family's view or whatever, but that's not necessarily the plan that God has for everyone. And so in this situation, I don't think we're necessarily needing to call out um, you know, some of the past fears have been rather, how do you want to put it? Um, rather cop out, right. if you will. And you basically just have to say, um, you know, grab, grab your pants, pull them up nice and tight and make it happen. Right. I don't think that's where we need to go with this situation. I think on this one, we need to speak directly to members of the church who just have their have their way set in front of them that they believe is the right way and stop pestering people that are single for crying out loud. Let them, let them be single. I mean, right. Jesus, you mentioned it just a few minutes ago. Jesus was single for crying out loud. Right. And, and, and there's, there's so many opportunities and I, I've, I've had this similar conversation with uh, a few people in the past and, and we've differed on opinions, but um, there are so many opportunities that a single person has to serve Christ in the church because they don't have to be home in time for dinner. They don't have to tuck their kids into bed or, you know, all, all of these things that are required or expected or really should happen. Um, that are all of these extra, uh, responsibilities that, husbands and fathers have. And so it really opens up the doors in many ways. And yet, I don't know. I think we kind of, uh, I think we do kind of just 
push people away. Like, why do I want to go there and get nagged on again about, uh, you know, being single or similarly, let me slip in, you know, maybe after the music's over or while everybody's singing and then I'll, I'll sneak out during the final prayer so that nobody has to bother me. Sure. You know what I mean? That type of thing too. So what are your thoughts? I think, I think you're, you're right. As far as the singles are going to church and they're feeling like they can't be who God's made them to be because there is all this pressure to find somebody, get married, have kids. Yeah. And maybe that is what they want. And, and so, you know, maybe it's not, it's not, completely wrong for one individual but for others they're in a place where maybe they don't want to find a relationship um, like you said it's easier to serve god without distraction when you're single right first uh, corinthians 7 even talks about you know how being married you have more anxieties because all of a sudden now you you have to look out for the interests of your wife and your kids, yep. et cetera, instead of just you and whatever God's calling you to do. Yeah, and you're not, at that point, you're not sacrificing your own needs. You're sacrificing the needs of however many you're responsible for right. at that point, you know? So I think, like, trying to think back, like, so, so when I was single and going to church, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't feel like I had a lot of pressure on me to be in a relationship like what he's describing is all the old women in the church are coming up to you and sure, asking about your sure. relationships. And well, I have a granddaughter who I can set you up with. Right. And, and uh, still that I don't understand how to fear, but <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like, well, I mean, you got a picture. But, but, right, sure. <laughs> I guess, I guess the fear comes in is like, just, just leave me alone. Let me be who I am, who God's creating me to be in the moment. Sure. In the future, I might come looking for your granddaughter. Sure. Um, and in like you were, you mentioned earlier uh, outside the podcast is it almost feels like it an overstepping of bounds it's like some personal space mind your business <laughs> sure yeah yeah at the same time you know we are supposed to be a family within the church so i it, it's it's tough but i guess first corinthians 7 talks about singleness in a good way but culturally like you're saying and even within most of churches it's almost reflected as it's inferior. It's it like the the number one thing you can do is be married and to have kids. And if you're single, you're not quite as good. Right. And and that's <laughs> that's not the case because who are we called to be like? Jesus. And was Jesus married on, you know, to a to a woman on earth? Some would say yes, but they're wrong, <laughs> <laughs> right? And, and, and again, so no, he was not. He was single. And and you're not. And you're not saying like, you're not. You're not saying the opposite is true. Where um, to be single is um, no I'm somehow not. better. No, nope. but but again, like there's value mm-hmm. in being available to the call of God, and and that's that doesn't always happen when you have you know, <laughs> kids in school and, um, you know, uh, a wife who may have a, a career in something else that, yeah. you know, you, you can't just hop up and leave to, to go do something whenever you want, unless that type of relationship is something that you've clearly 
laid out those expectations prior to entering into a relationship. But even then, you're not you're not producing a healthy relationship if you're taken off all the time to go help people and mm-hmm. um, right. and and do whatever it is uh, is available for you to do. Yeah. So, so one way is not superior to the other. God, God created marriage, but he also created people to be single. Right. First uh, Corinthians seven talks about this and talks about some of the reasons why you should be married. And one of those is regarding sexual purity. Yeah. You know, if, if you, so, so you want to know if you need to be married? <laughs> <laughs> I can you needed, control your needed. sexual temptations? <laughs> I needed to be married. Let me right. just tell you. <laughs> if the answer is no, you cannot. You need to find a wife. <laughs> right, right. Go out now, respectively find a wife. <laughs> right. And and again, you know, all those, you know, and or or maybe it's the other way, you know, maybe we're talking to the single female here. Uh, you know. Sure. Um cuz cuz that's uh you know, that that side of the coin can't be ignored either regardless of uh, you know, statistical probabilities there, but um yeah, and and you know when you uh <clears throat> the the second paragraph here um, that you read, becoming a Christian also means that one must bring his sexual life into line with scriptural standards. Uh, thanks to their higher level of testosterone, young men generally have a higher sex drive than young women. They fear if they were to become Christ followers... They would have to contain the fire that burns within. And I would say that's a legitimate fear because yes, um, yes, you, you do. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that, uh, like, like some churches do that, um, sex outside of marriage is acceptable because, right. because it's not, it's a, um, it's a selfishness at that point. You know, it, sex, sex is designed to, um, grow intimately with someone. Right. So, um, my, (laughs) I, I, I honestly wasn't even planning on going into this direction, but, um, you know, my wife and I have talked about it as far as, you know, uh, I married, um, because I I wanted to have sex. I mean, I had, I had the drive, right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if there wasn't that, I mean, entering into a relationship with someone and, um, and a relationship with someone that you are intending to last until death is a difficult thing to do because you have, I mean, there's, there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into that. Right. So, um, so entering into that with the expectation that, uh, you will, you will be free to exercise those, sexual urges, um, is, is a huge reward there. Right. You know? And so, um, I, I, I've told my wife this, we've gotten into this conversation in the past that, you know, yes, I married, uh, quite honestly, I married for sex, (laughs) but I married her for a whole host of reasons. And I'm really glad I did because to be perfectly honest, I, I, I can't tell her she's perfect enough because I just absolutely I'm head over heels for, but, uh, but yeah, again, it all started with, um, kind of moving in that type of a direction, but right. And, and so I guess just think back, 
if you're single and a Christian, what what scares you about the church? And so we talked about a couple of things. And, and just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, you know, I don't think we preach enough to singles. You know, a lot of sermons, their analogies have to do with marriage, have to do with kids, because God certainly sanctifies you in marriage, but that's not the only way he sanctifies you. Sure. And so, but a lot of the lessons come up and it's talking about marriage and kids and uh, the singles are left out a lot. And yeah. it, same with like groups. You don't have, a, not you don't a, lot have a singles single day. Yeah, you don't, you, you sure. don't have a singles day message like you do a father's day or a mother's day. You know, right. Type of thing. Uh, so there, there is, you can be single and feel like maybe you're not as welcome. Yeah. Especially, I think, if, if churches, um, you know, some churches really like to focus on that that marriage union analogy between Christ and his church. Right. And, um, and comparing that to, uh, you know, how our marriage should look like on earth. And some folks, they, some churches, they touch on that so much. And, and granted, you know, if you look at the uh, percentages of married couples, in the church versus single adults, it's probably rightfully so. But again, you know, you're bringing, you're bringing, uh, maybe a very sensitive subject up, um, because I'm sure there are several singles who don't want to be single, right? You know? Um, but in so in the church in the culture we we do talk about singleness as if it's you know, it's not as important as being married. That uh, once you reach a marriage, now you've become a man. Right. You know, uh, but there's a lot of older guys that aren't married. Sure. Or they've been divorced. They're now single or widowed, and now they're single. Um, and so so Paul even touched on this, and he doesn't say it's a, he specifically says it's not a command to remain like him to remain single. Sure. But he also mentions in first Corinthians seven, he, he mentions some, you know, positives to being single. So like in verse 32, he says, uh, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife and his interests are divided. You know, I, I think that that's a huge one that I noticed when I got married because I was very involved with the church and leading ministries before I was in a relationship with my wife. And not that no part of it was bad that my interests started getting divided. Um, but sometimes you, I mean, it, it's certainly true you don't have as much time yeah, you're, to you're, do those things anymore. Your plate is only so big. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can verify that my uh, my time alone with God has shrunk oh, <laughs> drastically over the years yeah. just because uh, um, there's, there's, there's so many things calling me, you know, especially, you know, when you're, when you're married, you, um, and, and some, some single guys own their own homes and stuff too, but sure. you know, you're typically buying a house, which comes with a lot of responsibilities and um, you 
typically will then have more than one vehicle, which uh, now you have more responsibilities there as far as maintenance and whatnot. So yet your plate is only so big. And when you Mm -hmm. get married, uh, that takes up a huge chunk of that time and, um, and energy and focus. And um, then that usually results in kids, which do the same. Right. So I I guess if, if you're single and you're listening to this podcast, one way that we can encourage you is, you know, first of all, we're sorry if you feel like you're inferior when you come to church, because I don't think that's certainly not God's plan. And it's not, I hope any of the church's plans is to make you feel like you have to get married. So first of all, we just want to encourage you that, you know, you are exactly where God wants you right now. And you can be used in tremendous ways that we married guys can't be used. Um, So don't let being single make you feel like God can't use you or you're not as loved or as powerful because you certainly are. Absolutely. And I, I would also, I want to encourage those. I'm going to speak to the meddlers here for a second. I want to encourage you the next time you see a single person at church, Mm -hmm. consciously do not bring it up. Ask them how they're doing, ask them what they're up to, but do not just conscious. Just do me that favor. Do not bring up uh, a girl, a, a, a relationship, uh, your your niece, nothing. All right, <laughs> just don't do that. Uh, they they they're probably if they're trying to you know um, live purely, they're they're probably struggling enough with uh, sexual uh, drive and everything as well. So um, and and again, speaking of sex drive. Uh, the, the next fear we're going to be covering uh, next week, I want you to stay tuned because this fear is Christians don't get much sex. And I tell you, I definitely have a strong opinion about that <laughs> and uh, would love to cover it in depth, uh, in depth next week. That's it for this episode of The Gathering Podcast. We appreciate your support. If you found value in today's episode, please hit that like button, share, and subscribe. We'd also appreciate a good review. But more importantly, if you're in the Gladwin, Michigan area, please join us for The Gathering Breakfast, held the second Saturday of each month at the 963 building on North M18, where we'll have plenty of bacon, and we'll touch on this episode briefly with some more outlook from men like yourself.